بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه. The Jum'ah Khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in taqwa, God consciousness. This series shares Jum'ah Khutbahs that take place at the Al-Maqasid Seminary. Inna alhamdulillah, hamdan yaliqu bi jalali wajhihi wa azimi sultanih. اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم وإياي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله تقوى الله التي لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها وأحسن يرحمكم الله إن رحمة الله قريب من المحسنين all praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the all-knowing, the most wise, the all-merciful, the most generous. We praise him and we bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship save Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one without partner. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved and beautiful Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is Allah's final prophet and messenger and the seal of messengers who was sent with the glorious Qur'an and came sallallahu alayhi wasallam to perfect noble character and guide us to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. May Allah's peace and blessings and mercy everlastingly shower upon the beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wasallam, his family and companions and all who follow in his footsteps. My beloved elders, teachers, brothers, and sisters, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that the single greatest goal that we can achieve in our lives is the actualization of taqwa, is realizing mindfulness of Allah, is our hearts becoming truly alive in submission and servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the way that we accomplish that is having a strong and deep and vibrant connection to his greatest beloved, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And the greatest virtue, and Imam al-Ghazali really says the foundational virtue around which all other virtues rotate and, and travel in its axis, and its axis is the virtue of love that every other virtue you can think of in this deen of turning back to Allah and patience and all of the various things, putting our trust in Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, all of those virtues allow us and help us arrive at the station of love. And everything that then comes after love 
is one of its fruits of gratitude and contentment and intimacy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah Jalla Jalalu, He indicates this truth and this reality in many verses of the Quran. But we see it very clear in the following verse when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا من يرتد منكم عن دينه فسوف يأتي الله بقوم يحبهم ويحبونه O you who believe whoever of you abandons his religion then Allah will soon replace you with a people and then he tells us of the one quality that Allah mentions in this ayah which is this comprehensive quality that indicates all good with people he loves and who love him. Mahabba. Which shows us the centrality of love in our deen and that we are striving to arrive at that point where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows his love upon us and grants us his love. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq. Ya arhamar rahimin. The way to accomplish that is in following and loving the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's very practical. You could look at it in this metaphysical, high-level understanding, but Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala made it something that every single human being on the face of the earth could understand. And that is in following the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and having a deep and strong attachment and connection to Him. And scholars cite when it comes to love and having love for someone or something, they say that there are three main reasons that people fall in love. There are three things that help engender love. The first is outward beauty. And we're not just talking about physical beauty of, of, of the human beings, but even beautiful a beautiful sunrise, a beautiful flower, and even the beauty that we see in other people physical beauty, it does help engender that love. And it's a deeper sense of love than simply attraction. But that is one of the means by which love is cultivated and strengthened. The second, which is actually even more important, is inward beauty. Beauty of character, beauty of heart and soul. And the third reason that we uh, cultivate or increase in love for others is the goodness that they show us. The kindness that we receive from them helps us grow in love. And when we look at these three reasons, you see that the peak and the pinnacle and the perfection of all these reasons for love is found in the Prophet Muhammad And this is really the goal, is that we have to dedicate time to deepening that love, to cultivating that love, to tasting the sweetness of that love. And this is one of the greatest, if not the greatest realization of taqwa. The realization of our deen, this deen is real, but it has to be experienced and we have to dedicate ourselves to actualizing the realities of this deen. Regarding the outward beauty of the Prophet wasallam. Multiple companions narrated and said, I never met anyone, and in some narrations, anything, before or after him, the like of him. He, sallallahu alayhi wa was truly singular. 
and distinct. Salawatullahi wa salamu alayhi. Sayyidina Amr ibn al-As radiyallahu anhu, he narrates in a hadith recorded by Imam Muslim. He says, I could not bear to fully look at him out of reverence of him. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Sahaba, just by looking at him and being in his presence, their iman was strengthening and increasing and they attained the highest levels of certitude. That out of reverence for him, I could not stare at him for a very long period of time. If I were asked to describe him, I would be unable to do so, for I never took my fill of looking at him. I always wanted to look at him more and more, but because of his awe-inspiring presence, he was not able to do so. So in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wisdom and mercy, he made the Prophet sallallahu alayhi the most beautiful of people, even outwardly, so that people's hearts would open up to his message and that they could be guided. And we see in the books of Shama'il very detailed descriptions about everything associated with the Prophet If we now then look at his inward beauty, so that's reason enough to fall in love. But when we go into the inward beauty, there are many beautiful descriptions of the Prophet The following is from, is from one of the great Imams of Islam, Habib Ali Al-Habshi radiallahu anhu. He says, وَلَقَدْ اتَّصَفَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ مِنْ مَحَاسِنِ الْأَخْلَاقِ بِمَا تَضِيقُ عَنْ كِتَابَتِهِ بُطُونَ الْأَوْرَاقِ the Prophet ﷺ had such expansive and profound virtuous character that the pages of books cannot contain the fullness of his character. Salawatullahi wa salamu alayhi. Kana sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ahsan al-nasi khuluqan wa khalqa. He was the most beautiful of people in his outward form and in his character. And he was the foremost of all virtuous character that you could ever imagine. He is the fountainhead of nobility. But if you imagine any noble character, especially for young people, I invite you to actually look into this and to reflect on this deeply. Think of any virtuous character trait, mercy, generosity, patience, courage. And look at the Prophet وسلم, and you will find that he has no peer. You will find that he has no peer in every single virtue that you can ever imagine. If it really is a virtue, he وسلم, is its peak and pinnacle. And he had the greatest and most immense forbearance and compassion with the believers. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Barran raufa. He was very kind and compassionate. La yaqulu wa la yafa'alu illa ma'rufa. He would only say and do things that were truly good and beneficial. Lahu al-khuluqu sahil He was very easygoing, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There's a beautiful hadith where Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha says that there were some young girls they were underage who were in the presence of the Prophet and they were playing and they were making a little bit of noise. And Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab, he enters and they all got quiet. And he said, what? You are your own worst enemy. How are you making such noise in front of the Prophet and then you're scared of me? And then you have kind of shyness in front of me. You should be more shy in front of the Prophet 
They said, but you're scarier than he is, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is so gentle and merciful that they felt comfortable. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. واللفظ المحتوي على المعنى الجزل. And he would say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, a sentence of just a few words that contained vast meanings and deep wisdom, oceans of wisdom that no one in creation can fully, fully comprehend. We comprehend bits and pieces. And we benefit, but the full wisdom is only known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِذَا دَعَاهُ الْمِسْكِينُ أَجَابَهُ إِجَابَةً مُعَجَّلَةً If a poor person asked for his help or called him, he would respond quickly. صلى الله عليه وسلم وَهُوَ الْأَبُ الشَّفِيقُ الرَّحِيمُ لِلْيَتِينِ وَالْأَرْمَلَةً And that he is a compassionate and merciful father for orphans and widows. He صلى الله عليه وسلم there are so many stories and examples, but for the sake of time, this is just a concise description of his character. But look into his life. It is truly an elixir for the heart. And it is what people need to know that there is someone sent by Allah who possesses all of perfection. Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. وَلَهُ مَعْ سُهُولَةِ أَخْلَاقِهِ الْهَيْبَةُ And simultaneously, which is rare, which is very rare, that although he was very easygoing and people were comfortable in his presence, he also had this magnificent, awe-inspiring presence. One time there was a man who had a, a, a debt that Abu Jahl owed him, and Abu Jahl didn't want to give it to him. So he was asking anyone to help him. So the Prophet wasallam. He said, I'll help you. He went to Abu Jahl, despite the fact that in Mecca among people, he would do things that were, uh, you know, mocking the Prophet and serious mistreatment. But the Prophet he came to him and he had a siwak and he said, give this man his money right now. And he was in complete fear and on. He ran, immediately, I'll do it right now. He ran and he gave it to him. And then people started laughing. He said, didn't you see that big sword he was waving in my face? It wasn't a sword, it was a siwak. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one aiding him in every moment. There are people immediately when they would see the Prophet they would be filled with awe and they would be frozen. And the Prophet would calm them and soothe them because of his awe-inspiring and magnificent presence, And from the beautiful, fragrant scent that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala naturally brought forth from his blessed body that different pathways and homes would have that beautiful scent for days. They knew they could come to a place and say, did the Prophet ﷺ walk down this? If it, there's a fork in the road, did the Prophet ﷺ walk this way or that way? They could tell by the smell. This one smells fragrant and perfumed. The Prophet ﷺ walked down this road. And by his very mention, the gatherings and the celebrations have become perfumed. By his very mention, he combines all attributes of, perfect, of perfection. So is he not deserving of admiration and love? There is no one in creation more deserving. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi.
And regarding the goodness that we receive, there are too many examples to enumerate. But the Prophet ﷺ, if you even just think about his shafa'ah, if you think about on a day when every single person will be saying nafsi, nafsi, everyone in creation will be saying nafsi, nafsi, even the greatest of and most beloved of prophets and messengers, and he is the one alone who will say ummati, ummati. That the Prophet ﷺ cares about you and I more than we care about our own selves. Salawatullahi wa salam It's true. How many nights did he spend crying before Allah on our behalf and we haven't even spent that time for our own selves? And on that day, standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will continue to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for mercy and Allah will manifest such a mercy that even the shaitan, it crosses his mind, maybe I have a chance too. No, you don't have a chance, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because of his Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this amazing and vast mercy is manifest. Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. So we have to follow him. We have to dedicate and make him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam among all of creation. Sometimes people say, no, you should just focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everyone has role models and people that they love. Whether it's in their field, if someone is a specialist in a particular field, there's always someone who is so important and revered in that particular skill set or athletes or whatever it may be. There is no one who should be more central in our lives than the Prophet Muhammad And that is from the very essence of Iman. When the Prophet he said to Sayyidina Umar about loving him, he said, oh, Messenger of Allah, I love you more than everyone, my parents, my children, my wife, everyone, except my own self. And the Prophet ﷺ said, you do not attain full and complete iman until I become more beloved to you than your own self. And Sayyidina Umar عنه, who had a true turning to Allah and was of the most sincere of people who ever lived on the face of the earth, immediately he rectified. And he said, oh, Messenger of Allah, now I love you even more than my own self. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Al-ana ya Umar. Now you have perfect faith, O oh Umar. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us that. Wallahu yaqulu wa qawluhu al-haqqu al-mubin. Wa idha qur'i al-Qur'anu fastami'u lahu wa ansitu la'allakum turhamun. وَقَالَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ There are some who take others as Allah's equal. They love them, these idols. They love them as they should love Allah, but the true believers have even more intense love for Allah. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim wa nafa'na bima fihi min al-ayati wa al-dhikr al-hakim wa ajarana min khizzihi wa adabihi al-alim aqunu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah al-Azim li wa lakum wa li walidina wa li jami' al-Muslimin fa astaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur al-Rahim Seek Allah's forgiveness. Indeed, He is forgiving and merciful.
إن الحمد لله حمدا يوافي نعمه ويكافئ مزيده ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله There are three very simple and straightforward ways that we can strengthen and intensify our connection to and love for the Prophet Muhammad The first is learning about his life. Is that we should read multiple different books about the life of the Prophet And when we learn about his life, we should imagine that we are there with him. It's not a book of merely history. They are historical facts. But it is the unfolding of divine events that give guidance to people until the end of time. Imagine that you are there with the Prophet experiencing what the Sahaba are experiencing, living through those events. The second is learning specifically about his shama'il, his character traits, his virtues, his beauty, and adorning yourself with his character. Even if it might seem like it's something that's very foreign to you, adopt it and strive and struggle to make it something that becomes part of your character. And then lastly, is sending increased and abundant salawat upon him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is a direct connection between you and the Prophet. And as the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in a hadith narrated by Al-Bayhaqi and Ibn Asakir, the closest of you to me at each juncture on the day of resurrection will be those of you who sent the most salawat, blessings upon me in the life of the world. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. وَأَكْثِرُ مِنَ الصَّلَاةِ وَالسَّلَامِ عَلَى الْبَشِيرِ النَّذِيرِ السِّرَاجِ الْمُنِيرِ سيدنا محمد فإن الله أمرنا بأمر بدأ فيه بنفسه وثنى بالملائكة المسبحة بقدسه وآيها بالمؤمنين تعميما فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا المصطفى محمد وعلى مؤازر رسول الله في حالي الساعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى الناطق بالصواب حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه وعلى من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن ذو النورين محي الليالي بتلاوة القرآن أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخ النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة وعلى أمهما الحورة فاطمة البتول الزهراء وخديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وعلى سائر أمهات, أمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزة والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وعلى أهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين 
وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات المؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك وحب كل عمل يقربنا إلى حبك يا أرحم الراحمين Oh Allah, we ask you that you allow us to see the beauty and the realities of this deen, Ya Arham Ar-Rahimeen. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you give us a true sense of Iman and certitude, the sweetness of which we experience throughout our souls, Ya Arham Ar-Rahimeen. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you grant each and every one of us and our children and all the Muslims an unsevering connection to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and that he is our Imam in every aspect of our lives, Ya Akram al and we, we ask you, Ya Allah, that you make us mirrors that reflect his beauty and who shine his light to all of creation, Ya Akram al-Akrameen. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you grant us your love and the love of your Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and that you make love of you and love of your beloved Prophet more beloved to us than everything else, Ya Arham Ar-Rahimeen. And we ask you, Ya Allah, that you grant us his companionship and his company in the highest levels of paradise, Ya Akram al-Akrameen. رمين ويا أرحم الراحمين عباد الله إن الله أمر بثلاث ونهى عن ثلاث إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.